Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Oh, fucking hell, this is hard. Uh, <laughs> Genuinely, he looks like he's like deciding between which one of his children he's going to throw off a bridge. This is like Sophie's Choice before autistic people. Yeah, that's what... Yes. You yes. put the nail on the head there, mate. This has been his Sophie Choice. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best thing you've ever said, mate. Good evening, dear listeners, and welcome to what we like to call the greatest podcast on earth, Goats, where we aim to crown the very best things in every category that we can think of. I'm your host for tonight, and with me, I have my two friends, Michael and Sebek. How are the two of you? I'm good. I'm good, yeah. I'm very good, thank you. Nice. <laughs> we all did funny faces and then realised it was an audio format. And yeah. <laughs> Wave to the crowd. Hello, everybody. Life-wise, everything's been pretty normal, which is a shock. That is a shock. I really haven't had any break-ins or... Yeah, death experiences. I thought I'd shat myself on the way home, but it was just (laughs) bum sweat. Um, But apart from that, normal. Uh, You didn't have to, like, storm onto a bus and deliver a baby or out of a man's arsehole or something like that, no? No, nothing like that. I'm I'm trying to... I'm genuinely trying to think. I just... Your stories do get madder and madder every every time. By episode 50, it will be that. Yeah, I don't know, man. I think the weirdest thing that's happened to me recently was tuning into this week's episode, which was the Rockstar episode, and hearing that advert at the beginning. That was very surreal. Yeah, so obviously you might have listened to this and been like, what are these fucking money-grabby cunts doing with these fucking adverts on the start of their fucking show that they put all this hard work and time into? (laughs) So yeah, it's a big deal for us. It's sick, isn't it, mate? It's sick, mate. We've genuinely taken a big step forward by our show's been accepted to run ads on it, which means we can, in theory, make a little bit of money, which is mental, really, for doing something that we just do because we enjoy it. But obviously, with that in mind, if you don't want ads... Get on the Patreon. We're going to put every episode, I'm going to do it this weekend, I'm going to put the entire back catalogue on there, ad-free, and every new episode will come out completely ad-free to patrons from now forever until we're 100. They will always be ad-free on there. So if you don't want to listen to ads and you want to help support the show, you can do that. 
But at the same time, it will always be free to listen as well. So if you can part with the ads, it's free for everyone. And double bubble because stickers are on their way officially. Hell yeah. They are in the post. They take quite a while actually to come. I thought it would be like a couple of days and it was like a week and a half it says it's going to be. A week and a half? What is this, 2004? They should be here this week as we are recording this, hopefully by the end of the week. And then they'll be out next week to our patrons who are already supporting the show. I'll even write you a little hand... No, I won't write you a handwritten note. Because he can't write. Because I can't write. <laughs> but I'll, say, <laughs> I'll type you a little message and I'll scrawl my name on the bottom. And then in 20 years time, you can put that on eBay if you want. God, what an investment it is to become a patron. I like money. I'll even rub my ass cheeks on it so then it'll smell like me. No, God, please, no. No. Yeah, other than that, I'm fine. Vinny, how are you, my friend? How's World of Warcraft? Yeah, I'm decent. Uh, Wow's decent. What's been fun is really just playing with my friends. Nice. You and who? Just like all my friends, basically. They all play WoW now. Every one of my friends I've ever known since fucking primary school, we're all playing WoW in one huge cesspit. (laughs) Well, all none of them. (laughs) And no, Sebek, you're not my friend. (laughs) Yeah, I was about to say, for audio listeners, aka all of you, I'm looking a bit quizzical because I'm not involved in this. Yeah, because you're not my friend. Oh. Colleagues, we have a very strong oh, working yeah, relationship. That's why yeah. strictly yeah. working only. And I don't want to ruin yeah. that relationship by becoming friends. No. I agree. Never message me reaching out for help because we are strictly colleagues. Oh yeah, if you in any way have go through some sort of hard time, I don't want to know yeah. about it. Don't no. bring me down. No, but please talk to other people about it. It's yeah. very good to talk, just not to me. No, we want you be- to be efficient in a business sense. So so you yeah. being depressed isn't good for business, but don't no. don't come at me with it. No, go speak, speak to somebody. Talk to one of your nerd friends. <laughs> Maybe that will enchant your bow and you'll feel better. But yeah. Other than well, got a fresh new trim, uh, a fade. Yeah. My first ever fade. Mm. That looks good. Feels really weird to be That's so right. bald at the back. So normally I have quite long hair. Mm. Uh, also got a new fucking phone, which is the best thing I've ever had in my life. It's huge. Wow. God, it is big. One plus nine. That's enormous. My friend set up the phone for me because I'm so technologically unadvanced. And when we were in the restaurant the other day and I was getting my wallet out to pay my part of the bill, he just grabbed my phone and just slapped it on the thing and it paid for it. And I was like, what the fuck is this magic? Like, I've never seen anything Wait. like this. <laughs> Hang on, have you only just got, like, pay by phone? Yep. Are you joking? (laughs) I've had that since, like, 2015. I was going to say, I remember setting that up about 10 years ago, and I am actually properly thick when it comes to technology. That is a fact. When it comes to phones, I'm really illiterate. I don't understand anything about phones. Right, should we get to the episode? Yeah, why not? So, tonight, we have a very spooky episode. We're going to look to crown the greatest creepypasta of all time. And you may be thinking, why the hell would we want to talk about scary looking Italian food? Well, for those unaware, I'll explain exactly what a creepypasta is. Creepypastas are scary stories people make up and share over the internet, usually through forums or message boards. Now, if you're also confused why they're called creepypastas and not just scary internet stories, it's because the word is a portmanteau. One of my favourite things. But the word is a portmanteau of creepy and copypasta. 
And copy pasta itself is also a portmanteau of copy and paste. Ah, yeah, and copy pasta is those huge blocks of text people used to chuck on the bottom of emails, isn't it? No, copy pasta is just like a funny block of text that people just copy and paste on like Reddit or 4chan or Facebook. Oh, or whatever. Okay, so yeah, like yeah, yeah. the most popular example I could think of of a copy pasta is that whole, what the fuck did you say to me, little bitch? I'll have you know I graduated top of my class in the fucking Royal Marines or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know the one. Now... You can go back to old scary urban myths like Polybius or the Bunny Man as being the origins of creepypastas. But really, they got their start on the paranormal board of the website 4chan in the mid to late 2000s. A lot of these creepypasta stories were meant to come off as real stories, which added to the creepy feeling as the authors could never be identified due to 4chan being an anonymous messaging site. So, just to set the mood... I think I'll read one of the more horrifying creepypastas. And I'm just going to warn the listener here. If you're easily scared, skip this part. I don't want any of your hearts to give out. So without further ado, dim the lights, shut your doors. And editor, cue the spooky music. So you're with your honey, and you're making out. When the phone rings, you answer it, and the voice is, What are you doing with my daughter? You tell your girl, and she says, My dad is dead. Then who was phone? What the hell? Uh, I thought it was going to be, you pick up the phone and it says, I'm Chris Hansen from Dateline NBC. (laughs) Am I just like old now, but I don't, I don't understand that. What do you mean you don't understand it? Who is phone? What are you talking about? Who is phone? Who is phone? Exactly. She says, uh... (laughs) You, you know, someone calls and says, what are you doing with my daughter? As in, like, you know, a guy says that, and you say to the girl, you know, but <laughs> your, your, <laughs> your dad just your, rang me. Your dad just rang me, and she says, my dad's dead. Then who was phone, Mork? Michael, who <laughs> was phone? Who was phone? <laughs> who was phone? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't get it. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, anyway... Um, who was phone eh? enough of that who wants to go first I'll go first Sebek go first so I am new to the creepypasta scene what's bizarre to me is it's an area of the internet that I felt like I should know about but I only really knew what creepypasta was to, to I'd, I'd come across it on reddit and stuff but like I only knew to put a name to a thing in the last like two or three years to be honest with you which is weird because I didn't have a telly growing up, so I spent a lot of time on the internet getting groomed by strangers. So, you know, it was like, I, I couldn't believe I'd not, I, did, I didn't have a name to a face kind of thing. But um, yeah, Creepypasta. It comes a lot up a lot in my other job, in the other universe of podcasting that I work in, which is obviously true crimey and the Creepypasta true crime spaces kind of overlap heavily. Makes my job a fucking nightmare, by the way, because I'll be like, oh, find a case. Oh, it's just some bullshit some 19-year-old nerd wrote on 4chan great that's fucking two hours that's two hours of my life i can't get back jesus christ (laughs) do you know how depressing it is to put like two or three hours good hours of your life into researching what you think is a sensational true crime case 
I need to find out his fucking bollocks written on 4chan. <laughs> it's heartbreaking. Anyway, when I started thinking of Creepypasta, obviously, as a bit of a Creepypasta virgin, a, a crurgeon, you could call me, it's a poor man's home, Michael. Get with the game. Um, oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> fucking frowning. English isn't my first language. <laughs> you don't have a first language. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Your first language is grunts. <laughs> and hitting Sex your chest noises. <laughs> <I'm in it. gasps> that's how Jen knows to wank you off when you're tired <laughs> oh god that's disgusting Mikey needs sleep sleep anyway um, <laughs> so my first thought as a crurgeon was probably where everyone went it's a bit boring I didn't do it I was going to even pretend that I was going to do it just to watch Vinny's disappointed little face but it's not this I thought about doing Slender Man that's a bit done, isn't it? That's I wouldn't like have been most... disappointed, but it is a very obvious answer. I think it's it's almost the goat in the sense that it's the most well known by such a long way. <laughs> Michael's rewriting. Um... <laughs> I took this one seriously. I wanted to win. Fuck. <laughs> Did you actually do Slenderman? No. Oh, thank God for that. <laughs> I ain't a white chick. I ain't basic. Obviously, Slenderman is probably the goat in the sense it's most well known. Or one of the most well-known creepypastas. It's the most it's like, popular, for sure. Yeah, but by far. Like, I there's don't a think million there's much... like adaptations of Slenderman. There's a couple yeah. of games. There's a movie there's as well. There's a film. Yeah. Those fucking two girls tried to kill that other girl because of Slenderman. Yep, yep. Um, oh, shit. Yeah. If you want to know about that, I know I don't normally mention it, but go and listen to the other show I work for, Red Handed. Show oh, did you do an episode on that? Yeah, we did do an episode oh, on that. Michael's doing the cut fingers. But it is good. In knowing about that. Uh, it's worth a listen. Spoiler alert, they're just mentally ill children who then got the hold of something. The, the Slender Man didn't do anything. They were already on that path and then they just found a thing. While we're on the top of the Slender Man, have you guys ever heard of, uh, I think, Marble Hornets? No. Marble Hornet, I think it's called. It's this YouTube channel from a few years back where, like, originally it starts off with just, like, it's just people doing, like, home videos or whatever. But, like, every video you could slowly see something in the background like watching them. oh yeah it yeah, was, yeah, it, yeah, it was yeah. like this real life like they try, they made it like really realistic and it like turned into it was like oh, slender man wow. and it was like this whole story it was like it went on for like years it's like this huge that's thing. so clever i love that shit i love that yeah shit. it's really cool fair good effort do you know what i would say this is going a bit off piece but i feel like the dedication to the creepy pasta scene is weirdly similar to the dedication this is such a tangent but to the sherlock holmes scene where People who love Sherlock Holmes talk about the game and the game is pretending that Sherlock Holmes is a real person who actually lived. So they'll look for evidence of a real Sherlock Holmes. They meet up and they talk about him like he's a real person and they know that it's not. They, they, they kind of, what's the word? They they're dis- LARPing. They're LARPing. They love, fuck yes, yes. Marshall. Yes. yes, that's such a good throwback. They LARP it. They LARP Sherlock Holmes. That is such a swish, Michael. That was, Nothing but that. that. Episode one, link in the description. If you want to listen without ads, Patreon. Yes. Shit, uh, but yeah, they, the they LARP. Yeah, it was, yeah. Fuck. But yeah, go on. Madness. But yeah, they LARP Sherlock Holmes, and I feel like people LARP creepypasta. Like, they know it's not real, but they, they indulge in it. To get into in the it. mood, yeah. And I, I, I actually think that's, that's really cool i think it's a good laugh it's fun get on you yeah, know it's fun you do you yeah. i think that's a good laugh laughing's fun yeah i used to i didn't used to pretend they were real i actually i don't know like when i first got into creepypastas i kind of i knew it was probably bullshit but i kind of like believed it was true maybe because there was a part of me that was just like it's more fun to believe 
Well, I think that's like the ultimate LARP, isn't it? It's like deep, LARP, deep yeah, down. Man, yeah. Like if there was a gun to your head, you're in the police station. They're like, is this true? You'd be like, well, no. Gun to like, my head in you, the police station. Fucking British police have been arrested on drug trafficking charges in the middle of Colombia. <laughs> a creepy burst is real. Is <laughs> <laughs> Jeff the Curry going to get you in the night? Uh, <laughs> no! But like, do you know what I mean? Like, if it really came to it. Yeah, I would have said. You, no, you would have said, not. oh, no, it's, it's not real. But yeah. like, but you buy into it in your day to day. It's um, fun. Yeah, I had to do the same with Lord of the Rings. So, With Lord of the Rings, exactly. Yeah. Moving but, on. Um, moving on, you I just don't believe Cough sound effect there. Real. <laughs> um, fun fact, when I was a fucking depressed little teenager, I really wanted to believe Harry Potter was real. And I used to Google how to get into Hogwarts. That is so adorable. I'd like read articles <laughs> on how to like whether or not there was a real wizarding school out there. And then people would post and be like, there is, but you need to test your wizarding skills. And I'd go out in the garden and like test my wizarding skills. Oh my God. I was on Reddit yesterday and I saw a post. It was like, here's why Hufflepuffs are the best in bed. And I was like, oh my God. (laughs) Is it because they'll huff and they'll puff and they'll blow you to town? Seb, I know you do this, but I really don't like people who tell me what their Hogwarts house is as if it's real. (laughs) I'm like, dude, I'm definitely a Gryffindor. Yeah, that's such a Ravenclaw thing for Michael to say. <laughs> Mate, <I'm> sp- <laughs> if I was anything, foul, I would be Slytherin. I'll be causing havoc. Do you know what I mean? Slytherin Mate, is just I'll be giving out wedgies. Slytherin are just Nazis. I you don't want to be Slytherin. <laughs> yeah. It's like mad that they leave them there. It's, it's like real. all these guys are like, I'm a Nazi. And they're like, you just go in a big house together. They all congregate fine. and just, yeah, like echo chamber the fuck out of each other. They all just become more <laughs> racist. And like in Sally. Oh, God. Anyway... So then I was thinking about, like, what's, for me, like, I was trying to think of something a bit clever. Like, could I find something that isn't technically a creepypasta, but, like, I could try and argue the case for? So I thought about doing the, the, you know, the film The Blair Witch Project. Oh, yeah. Because, obviously, that came out. Mm. When that first came out, that came out, was released only on the internet. Oh, really? I don't know if a lot of people know this, but, like, the marketing strategy for that film was, it wasn't even a marketing strategy. It was made as, like, a, kind of, like, a... As a found footage film. But it was, like, a project. Like, they they weren't trying to make money from it. Art, they put art, it on the internet. Art, artistic thing. Yeah, and they put yeah. it up as like the whole website around it was like made to look like it was completely real. Like there was no acknowledgement that it was a film. It was designed to look like found footage. And for about six months, there was no acknowledgement that it wasn't real. And then one day it got bought by like a big film distributor and it had one of the biggest like cinema runs ever, even though everyone had already seen it, which I think is really, really cool. I was actually looking at it today. The initial cost for that film in terms of like, the whole so to to actually produce it like the day-to-day running of it cost 30 grand then there was two hundred thousand pounds worth of like editing and shit in the background and that film made 240 million at the box office it's probably the most profitable film of all time i think it is as like a percentage yeah as like a cost to profit john carpenter's halloween would probably rival that if you adjusted for inflation because that's very similar that's true actually yeah that true. is that true whole film cost about 200 grand to make and i think they spent 180,000 of that on the one camera that they shot it on and that is very common with horror actually so it's going to do that just because obviously like it's this huge cultural phenomenon it spawned this whole film franchise and i genuinely was really set on that i just thought before i do that i kind of typed in as like is blair witch creepypasta and then i ended up on the creepypasta website creepypasta.com Easy to find, easy to remember. And I was scrolling through, and then I saw something that just jogged a memory in me of a creepypasta that I didn't ever really know wasn't real. 
I don't think if you'd said it to me now, I would have said, oh, yeah, that was... But, like, I saw it once. It freaked the shit out of me, and I never thought about it again. But, like, I didn't know it wasn't real. Like, if you'd said to me three days ago, is that thing real? And you'd brought it up as though it was real, I probably would have gone along with you. I would have been like, oh, yeah, I remember that. So, throwback to... I was 14. I was browsing Reddit, taking a break from the wankathon that was my teenage years. Um... (laughs) And I came across a video that freaked the shit out of me. But you did come across it. Sorry. I I came all over (laughs) it, mate. And the video was shared on Reddit, and it was titled 7G06, The Lost Episode, Dead Bart. And I just watched it as though it was a normal video. I had no idea what it was. It just looked like an episode of The Simpsons, which is what it is. Those of you who don't realise, that 7G06, that code is used on every single episode of The Simpsons. So like it'll be like 7G01 is the first episode of the first season, 7G02, bloody bloody blue. And there was 7G06, and I watched it, and it freaked the shit out of me. At first, it's like a regular episode of The Simpsons. It looks like a first draft of an animation, which is what it is. It is a first draft of an animation. And first draft animation are often like bits of storyboards that like somewhat cut together and there'll be bits where it's been fully animated and then it'll cut back to like storyboarding where they haven't fleshed it out yet because that's how they'll put a film together often. Like often when a director's cutting the film, they won't have all the special effects or something like that. And then same goes for animation. They'll often do all the voice acting before they do the animations. Anyway, it starts out like this normal episode of The Simpsons, but it just feels like a bit off. And it's got the whole title sequence and everything. And it starts with the Simpson family playing a board game. But like everyone's kind of being a bit grumpy and like mean. And it doesn't feel like the kind of humour that you get from the Simpsons. But I think I chalked that up at the time too. I don't know if you've ever watched early episodes of the Simpsons. But they are quite weird. Like Homer is really violent towards Bart in those early episodes of the Simpsons. Like genuinely. And so it kind of fits. Like I don't know if you guys remember this. But in the early episodes of the Simpsons, Homer like actually strangles Bart. When he's annoyed. He strangles him throughout the whole show, doesn't he? Uh, no, towards the end they tailed that out. Oh, okay. Because it's obviously like child abuse and that. But yeah, like he's like really going for it. He'll like hit him and chase him and strangle him and stuff like that. Everyone's like a bit more aggressive, especially Homer and Bart in this episode. And at one point, Bart calls his dad a big, dumb, balding ape. And Homer jumps the table and tries to like attack him. Like he's Bart's screaming like he's going to die. I was like, what the fuck is this, man? This is kind of weird. And then it cuts, like, there's some, like, jumbled footage of, like, where it's not been quite animated yet. And then next, he's on a plane. Bart's sat in the seat of a plane. They're going on holiday somewhere. And he's playing on his Game Boy. And one of the airline stewards, stewardesses, whatever you're supposed to call them, airline staff, comes up to him and says, you need to turn that off. It's going to, like, interfere with the plane. And then suddenly it cuts to the window next to Bart smashes. He gets sucked out the plane window and plummets to his death. And then there's a really graphic picture of Bart's dead body. And then from there on, Act 2 is just a placeholder image of the family around the dinner table, but without Bart, and they're all crying, and making these weird, moany, crying noises. And that goes on for like five minutes. And then it cuts to the same, but it's just a picture of them all stood around Bart's grave. And then at the end, Homer like makes a muffled joke that you don't quite hear, and it just cuts. And I was like, what the fuck is this cursed shit that I've just watched? 
I was like, what the fuck is that? That's so weird. Like, this is an episode of The Simpsons that is like this fucking cursed ass lost episode bullshit. Like, what the fuck am I watching? So then I scrolled down into the Reddit comments behind the video and um, someone had given some context to what the video was. And they said that over the years, a lot of people had noticed that the first season of The Simpsons, the season numbers don't add up and episode six was missing. There were rumours about this lost episode that had never been released and that Fox had done their best to suppress. Allegedly, once someone had even tried to bring up the lost episode at a Q&A event about The Simpsons where they met some of the writers and David Silverman, one of the writers, had stormed out and all of The Simpsons staff were forbidden from mentioning the lost episode, especially in front of Matt Groening, the guy who created The Simpsons. Apparently, a few people who'd worked and then come out had said that Matt Groening had written the episode during a depressive episode, and he'd written this episode about Bart dying. And then Fox had eventually replaced this episode with one called Moaning Lisa, which they sort of then renamed 7G06, and, and they moved on. And I just believed it i was like that makes so much sense it's the simpsons lost episode and i moved on from there and just never really thought about it again it just sat in the recesses of my brain as you know there's that lost episode of the simpsons where bart dies i thought that that was fact genuinely until two days ago when i went on the creepypasta website and i saw an entry called dead bart and i was like are you fucking kidding me are you this joking? Shit, no, no, I, I swear on my life, I believe that. <laughs> I guess if you'd really talked to me about it, I would have said, oh, uh, I guess maybe it's bullshit. But I saw it when I was like 13, 14, and then never thought about it again. So it just sat in my brain as this like half-truth that I just knew of. And if someone had said, oh, you know, that bullshit fake Simpsons thing, I would have gone, oh, yeah, 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 sure. But in the same time, if you'd gone, oh, you know, that lost episode of The Simpsons, I would have gone, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, it was just you know that kind of knowledge where you like peripherally know of something mm. it was just sat in the recesses of my brain anyway so i went on creepypasta.com found this and obviously like i think one of the reasons i'd left this in the recesses of my brain is i love pop culture conspiracies like that like i love those like weird little tidbits about stuff that we all know about like i remember finding it really interesting that i don't know if you guys know this but the titanic the boat that sunk is actually the wrong boat that's not to say that it didn't sink obviously sank but that boat was supposed to be the olympia but the olympia was the titanic's ever so slightly bigger sister ship but the olympia was supposed to come out before titanic so the olympia was the big signature ship and then the titanic was like its sister ship that no one ever no one really cared about but the titanic was built first the real Titanic, like the one that was codenamed the titanic the whole way through production so they just slapped the name Olympia on that one, put that one out. So the real Titanic carried on sailing for ages, but they then called the actual Olympia the Titanic, and then that one sank. So wait, is this true? Is this a theory? That's fully true. No, that is fully true. But I love shit like that. That's just an example of shit that I love. Interesting. I love these little, like, pop culture tidbits. So for me, it was like, you know, there's that lost episode of The Simpsons. I was like, oh yeah, fuck yeah, that's great. Anyway, went on Creepypasta, and I have to say, it's almost a case of don't meet your heroes. Don't meet your creepypasta heroes. But in a way, <laughs> this, it's not. This is the throwback to last week where I loved Meatloaf so much. And then I found out he denies climate change. And Holocaust. fucking Donald Trump. He did not deny the Holocaust. <laughs> you may as well have at that point. <laughs>
Turns out that whole Dead Bart thing is just a creepypasta written by someone called K.I. Simpson in 2010. It was uploaded to creepypasta.com. And let me tell you, whoever wrote it, fair play, they did a great job of writing a creepypasta. But the creepypasta community did a great job of fucking tricking everyone and thinking it was real. They LARPed it like no one fucking else. They put more effort into it than the original guy did tenfold. And I think that's why I think it's such a great creepypasta is like, I don't always think creepypasta is about the original source material. Like the original Slenderman picture is just of a weird, creepy guy in a kid's play park. But what mm. the community did with that is what accelerated it to being this big thing. And I think the same goes for Dead Bar. Mm. The original text is, I'd say, significantly less believable. It's written as this journal entry of this guy who heard about the lost episode, managed to go to a fan event where he confronted Matt Groening afterwards in the car park and asked him about the lost episode. Groening goes all shaky and is like, I don't want to talk about it. And then scribbles down this web address. The guy goes home, goes to the web address and gets, and this is a direct quote, the worst virus they'd ever seen. <laughs> what does that mean? It's always some computer What does that shit. mean? What it's does that mean? Like How that. many viruses? <laughs> if I got a single computer virus, that would be the worst virus I'd ever seen. I've never seen a computer virus. <laughs> yeah. He was like, oh, all the lights started flickering and my computer wouldn't boot up. And I was like, well... That's not a virus, mate. Wrong? You're just fucking haunted at that point. <laughs> yeah, like, you've just been haunted. Exactly. <laughs> so that happens. And then he just goes on to describe what he eventually found in the download link that was attached to the thing. It's exactly what I just said to you. Except he then embellishes it, I would argue... Oh, did you see that? The light just flickered in my room. Yeah, I did. Yeah, we did see that. Oh. Ooh. Oh, we're gonna get you, Seb. Matt Groening's so then dead body is gonna get you. It over embellishes it, and it says that at the end there's Bart's grave, which is what I saw, and then there's the graves of all the guest actors who'd ever been in The Simpsons, with their exact date of death and how they died. Fucking hell, that's a long list. <laughs> And then it included all of the people who would be in future episodes, some of which had already come true since the episode had come out, and all of their death dates. Do you know when their death dates were? They were all on the same day. <gasps> oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> For me, that kind of killed They're the They're eating him. I was like, oh. and then they're gonna eat me. Cue <laughs> the troll too. Oh my god, right there, please, sir. <laughs> but like, so obviously, as a grown man, that kind of killed the disbelief for me. I was like, yeah. oh, for, right, well, that's clearly bollocks. Yeah. However, what I would say, and the reason that I think this is a great creepypasta, and I think it could, I think it's the goat for me anyway. It's the goat because it's the one that fucking tricked me for the longest is that the community put in such a massive effort into making it seem real, including that video which I saw, which someone made from snippets of The Simpsons to exactly match the description that the guy had done in the original creepypasta. So when he wrote that, he hadn't made that video. The video I saw was made by someone else in the community who word by word picked through what that guy described, went through reams of episodes of The Simpsons and stitched together that video, which I just think is so impressive. And like, I think the community totally trimmed off all the bullshit about meeting Matt Groening in a car park and <laughs> the, the secret death days. And they just left it as, have you ever wondered why The Simpsons episodes don't add up? Here's why, dot, dot, dot. 
And that's what it's all about. It's about taking a bit of fan fiction written by a teenager and fleshing it out into a whole full-blown conspiracy that a load of people, maybe morons, but people like me, <laughs> genuinely maybe believe. Morons. <laughs> maybe morons, but they genuinely believe it. Like Slenderman started as a picture on something awful, and now look at it. It's a fucking film. And Dead Bart started as a low-key fucking dreadful story on creepypasta.com, and now it's a TV conspiracy that people genuinely believe. Like when you Google Dead Bart, it's not people looking for the original fan fiction story bullshit. It's people asking, like, is it real? Is that really a thing? Like, how do I find it? Where do I see it? Why isn't it listed in the original? Like, people believe it. And I think that's why it's the GOAT. It's that people have done such a good job of LARPing it that people who don't know that it's a game, like me, think it's fully fucking real for 10 to 12 years of their stupid lives. And that's why I think Dead Bart's the GOAT. Fucking come at me, you hoes. Yeah. Fair play. Nice, yeah. Dead Bart was one of the first ones I read slash listened to when I was first getting into creepypastas as well and I actually also thought it I semi-believed it was real as well I was a bit like but you never know kind of thing even the bit at the end about the whole like gravestones uh I I I, I did actually <laughs> no. kind of still believe that I was like oh my god what if it's true <laughs> but you've got to remember as well is that I didn't have a tv until I was 12 so tv was like this lost world to me that I didn't understand yeah. so I didn't really understand how tv works so the idea that there was a lost episode you know Makes could perfect sense could yeah. make sense and there are lost episodes of stuff like there's that fucking um pilot version of sherlock that you can watch which is the exact first episode of sherlock with all the same actors in it but it's shit mm. like you can watch that it's out there on like daily motion it's like the secret lost episode pilot of the uh american adaptation of peep show oh uh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It's got a tall geezer in it, and it's got the fella from Big Bang Theory in it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. With the glasses, yeah. And it's the worst thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah, it's not, it doesn't translate well at all to American. They did a pilot episode of The Inbetweeners as well, didn't they? That was fucking dreadful, an American version of The Inbetweeners. No, they did a whole no, no, season. They did a whole that. first season. Yeah, and it wasn't good. <laughs> yeah, it made it the worst thing. But there also is like other lost episodes that aren't just pilots. Like, have you ever heard of the Lost Sesame Street episode with the witch who was played by the old witch from The Wizard of Oz? The original no. actress for that. So this, I think, was in the 70s or 80s, and they, they got her back, and she was like an old woman at this point. Apparently, it was so scary that it was basically just completely like banned. Like, they just completely just removed it from their rotation after like two airs. And it turns out it's completely true. That did actually happen. There are actual, like, I watched a video on this like quite recently where they, I, in fact, they quite recently it surfaced on the internet and now you can watch the whole episode if you want. And yeah, it's crazy. Like, it actually, it's one of those things where it's like the creepypasta or the, I don't know if it was a creepypasta, but you know, the general idea of this lost episode of people remembering, like, I remember this episode of The Witch scaring the shit out of me, but I, I, there's nothing online about it. And it turns out it's completely yeah, yeah. true. That I think is fantastic. I love that. It's when like creepypasta starts to get into like the Mandela effect thing where like mm. there's all those films that people, whole groups of people abjectly, fully, wholeheartedly remember watching a film that there is no evidence of ever coming out. Never and, existed. Like, mate, that literally does actually look, you can see my, I've actually genuinely got goosebumps. I don't know why, but that concept of like, whole groups of people like one person being like oh i remember watching a thing do you remember that thing and it had the guy from fucking big bang theory like oh, whatever 
But like when like a thousand people are like, yeah, do you not remember when fucking so and so died? And you're like, maybe there is. Mm. Maybe there fucking is a parallel universe bullshit. And that's why creepypastas are great. And I think that's why I believe Dead Bart. And I think it's a great creepypasta. You like your presentation, Seb. Thank you very much for that. Oh, fuck's sake. I genuinely feel like I've impressed my dad. <laughs> I was so nervous about impressing Vinny with my creepypasta. And to have his approval is everything to me. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Speaking of like the whole idea of this, like people making like footage of a creepypasta, like a popular creepypasta and everyone LARPing about it being true. There's another one that's like really, really popular that I really like called Ben Drowned. Have you heard about this one? I've heard of it. I've not seen it. It's basically a creepypasta about someone picking up a ooh, cursed version of Zelda Majora's Mask for the N64. And it's apparently something to do with like, this kid called Ben who had it previously and he drowned and his, this spirit haunts it. And it's, it's basically the game's all fucked up and like really like sketchy. And the best thing about it, and I'm pretty sure the author did this, I think the author, whilst writing the whole story made all the footage alongside the story so he actually like cracked the game and like hacked in like all this like all these events and crazy like creepy shit to happen and it 
like it's all on YouTube and it's just like it's so well done and so fantastically done like it's incredible to watch like it is amazing see I love that shit yeah I love that shit so much like I, it's about the effort I, I like regardless of whether you not believe it like I, I just think it's cool to put that much effort in and like yeah to create this like spooky story I, I think that's fucking wicked because then you'll have you know 14 year olds like you or when I was into it like 16 year olds like me walking along finding it and being like this is real there's actual evidence this foot i've seen it and they're just believing it for the longest time i love that i love that so much and like maybe this is a bit deep but like i know that it is technically like i guess you're trying to freak people out but for me like i don't think creepy pastors they're not supposed to like fuck you up they're just like little tidbits that make the world seem more exciting like the world's more exciting when there's a lost episode of the simpsons yeah i didn't actually this sounds silly but i didn't gain anything by realizing that that wasn't true other than just being like, oh. You lose a little bit. Yeah, you lose a little bit. And same with like that Ben Drown thing. Like, It's kind of spooky and fun and exciting to believe that there's a world where you can get a cursed N64 cartridge. Yeah. I, may, I don't know what that makes me. But anyway, I, yeah, I fucking love that shit. I've actually got a bare creepy story to tell you guys if you want to hear it. Ooh. So I've got like a legit ghost story that I can tell you if you want to hear it. Dim the lights, shut the doors and uh, cue the spooky music. Obviously, I can't say what's true in terms of like, this is word for word what was told to me by people who I fully trust. Michael's got his hands over his eyes. But this is like two people are involved in this who I don't think fuck about really with this sort of stuff. Can I just say before, I don't want to ghosts and me. It's just a no from me. That's all I'm going to say. Okay, look, well, you try and work this one out. Skeptic. Fine. So. My stepbrother, I don't know if he listens to this. What are you doing, stepbro? But my stepbrother went on holiday, came back. He'd had a great time on holiday. Holiday of a lifetime kind of thing. I don't know, fucking had a good time with his mate. Him and his mate are driving home really late from Bristol Airport. And they're driving along like a B road. The sort of B roads that you can only get when you're driving home late from Bristol Airport. And they're going through some... Exactly. Thank you. (laughs) They're going through some woods... And they see, and I genuinely, this still telling this story makes my arms go a bit tingly. I don't know why. It's just because my stepbrother is not this kind of guy. He's a really, like, if he didn't see it, it didn't happen. He's not really into that sort of shit. It's one of those, you know those roads where it's like, there's like a, an archway of trees? Yes. Yeah. And he's driving along, and someone just runs out in front of the car. And he says he sees them running. <laughs> And they've got like a long anorak on, like a beige anorak, with their hood up and all this matted hair and shit, and a briefcase in their hand. The briefcase is very, very important. And they run out with a briefcase right in front of the car, and he is like, they hit it. They hit whatever the fuck this thing is. But nothing happens. They just go through it. They stop the car, they get out, they're like actually shitting it. And this is why I don't, I'm not fucking about like, they're really they think they've killed someone and there is nobody there and they're shouting like is anyone there is anyone there they can't find anyone and they're really like freaked out and my stepbrother got home and it was all he would talk about like i was there i remember him coming back from this holiday and it was just all he would talk about he was like we saw this person they ran out they had this big anorak on this long matted hair and this briefcase and they ran out in front of the car and we thought we killed them and we stopped and we were looking for them and we there was no one there and my dad's a spooky guy. He likes this sort of stuff. And he started Googling 
and he was looking for stuff on this thing and he was like ghost stories Bristol nothing 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 and eventually my dad used to be a lorry driver so he was like why don't I look for if any lorry drivers are telling me have said anything and he found a post from 2008 from a lorry driver who'd been driving down the exact same stretch of road and had pulled over because there was a guy in a long anorak with a briefcase standing on the side of the road with long matted hair right and he pulled over and asked if the guy wanted to get a lift and the guy got in and the whole time he kept talking like it was the second world war he kept talking about this briefcase and how it had like really important stuff in it and he's just like freaking out freaking out and eventually the guy says and he's like kind of not responding like the guy in the truck's like talking to him and he's like it's like it's not landing like the guy's in the truck but like he's not quite with it like the conversation's not flowing like he'll say something and it just doesn't really register he kind of like half registers it but like doesn't really reply and eventually the guy just says actually you need to stop and he gets out and he just runs off into the woods and this guy was so freaked out he posted about it on this trucking website and said like has anyone else seen it and no one else had had anything seen it before or since and then my stepbrother had saw the same thing running out into the road that's crazy how fucking weird is that like how weird is that like i don't believe i don't really believe in like ghosts or anything like that but like i don't understand what's happened there i can't pretend i do and like i believe my dad inherently he's not a bullshitter with that sort of thing and i really don't think my stepbrother like how would my stepbrother know to make up that story and find the one post by this random trucker from 10 years ago like how would he know that and why would he do that i'm not saying i know how all i'm saying is ghosts aren't real so that's not the explanation i'm not saying i can give you a rational explanation for things that i don't understand either but i can say rationally it doesn't mean ghosts do you know what i mean it doesn't mean ghosts but it means something it means something weird but like you know, caveman couldn't explain the stars. Like, throughout human history, lots of things are unexplained. It doesn't mean that they weren't what they thought they were. Do you know what I mean? No, of course. But do, do you think, therefore, that those two events are linked? Um, I, You can't say because I don't know. I wasn't in his brain. Do you know what I mean? Like, the subconscious is a powerful thing. You don't know that your stepbrother didn't subconsciously see that story randomly scrolling through Reddit one day and never paid any attention to it and just randomly it stuck with his brain. Like, we absorb so much information subconsciously that we never really know what we know. That's why, like, the Mandela effect is so powerful. Do you know what I mean? I'm not saying that's even a rational explanation, but it's just as plausible as there was a ghost and that's why it's linked. Do you know what I mean? It could be, couldn't it? Yeah. As much as you can say it could be a ghost, you can't say that and also dismiss what I'm saying, as it's probably got a very rational explanation. Just because you don't, we don't understand doesn't mean that it's not just perfectly normal. Well, it's not perfectly normal, is it? Might be. Well, it's objectively not. It's fucking weird. Well, this trucker might have been spouting a load of bollocks anyway, and it was a ghost story, and he's seen it somewhere else reposted, never thought anything of it, it never stuck in his conscious brain, it was just a subconscious thing, and as he was tired, the chemicals in his brain were firing weird subconscious things, and it just all happens. Coincidence doesn't, you know, coincidence is just as likely as... Like, it being a weird, unexplained phenomenon, isn't it, don't you think? Right, but would you go up with me and Vinny onto that road at night and go around yes. looking for it? absolutely. I objectively would not. Then you are a pussy. <laughs> 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 of course I would. 
I just think if you think about ghosts for like 0.1 of a second rationally, you come to the conclusion that they are not real. So here's my theory. Here's the theory is something like a bird. When your brother and his mate were driving down the road and it was dark, a bird or something like that went past and just narrowly missed. And one of them was like, oh my God, did you see that dude? And the other person was like, it was a big enough bird where they were like, yeah, that, that was a dude. And he was like, oh, what was he wearing? He was like wearing an anorak. And the other guy was like, yeah, he was wearing an anorak. You know what I mean? Like how like when you say something, you, you put things into people's heads and it's like a, when you're interrogating people, why it's like you can make them believe they've made done the crime. This is my head theory. This is my, this is just my theory. And then it's very just a crazy coincidence that someone's had a, a very similar thing happen on that very road. That's But that's... That's that's just my little theory, but I I choose to believe it's ghosts because it's cooler. just as plausible as the reality. It's more fun to believe it's ghosts. All I'm saying, as you're probably aware by now, I am a huge fan of creepy pastas. I've listened and read far too many of just creepy pastas, ridiculous amounts of creepy pastas, and uh, I've actually written some in my youth that are all <laughs> fucking awful and i i'm both saddened and very glad that they've all been erased from the internet because everywhere i posted them to i think they all just got removed for being too shit that's a very good thing <laughs> i mean i miss it because i think it'd be really funny to just read them because i'm sure they would be fucking awful and just hilarious to rip apart here's some highlights of the ones i remember because it's all from memory at this point um the first one i ever read ri- the first one i ever wrote was a uh, Minecraft creepypasta, and of course, I, I, all I remember is something like it was like me and my best friend, and we were like Minecrafting, and spooky shit happened, and then blah blah blah. Basically, the police find him like in his bathtub, like with his like wrist slit, and he's dead. Nice. I remember this now. And he had a note in his hand, and <laughs> in the, on that note was written one word: Minecraft. <laughs> <laughs> that was the big scary moment <laughs> where I ran for my life. <laughs> um, another bit was I remember writing a story which was basically just a complete ripoff of Event Horizon. If you've ever seen that, it's like a horror sci-fi film from the nineties. Used to be my favorite film. It's on Netflix now, actually. Yeah, yeah. Is it? Yeah, back. Damn. Yeah, I'd like to watch it again because it was literally my favorite film when I was ten years old. But it was just a rip-off of that, the story I wrote. And there was just one line I remember writing in it. And it was basically just... The, <laughs> the line was just... The sound was akin to that of a girl being cut open with a rusty knife. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> Nobody that fucking... any sense. Exactly. Exactly. It's fucking dribble. <laughs> Thankfully, I don't write creepypastas anymore because they're all just awful. But, um... Another story, sorry, that just joke went into my brain just now is um so this is uh quite a funny story that um when I was really, really into creepypastas, there was one gaming creepypasta that I like really, really liked and I'd listen to it. This guy like tell it like all the time, like over and over and over again. It was called Mr. Mix. And as far as I remember, it wasn't anything crazy. It was like had all the tropes of video game creepypastas, you know, like a frame of like a a dead body that's yet to been identified in the, in the in the code and like it's like it gives you viruses and like it makes everyone insane yeah. if they play the game hyper realistic bloodshot eyes that type of like tropes but when i was like 17 no 16 i really liked that creepypasta and because i 
heard it so much, I actually knew it basically almost word for word from memory. And around that time, I was doing my GCSEs and I was retaking a certain English exam, which I already got a C in the exam, but I just retook it just in case I could you know, bump up the grade. But I already had a C and on that day I just I had a cold and I just didn't do any studying for it and I just couldn't be fucked basically. So I got into the exam room and I just wrote a little letter. I wrote a little note to the uh examiner. <laughs> I said, Dear examiner, I'm really sorry, but feel free to just stop reading at this point. But it's I'm not answering any of the questions. Instead I'm just gonna rewrite the creepy pasta that I I heard online. Oh and I just God. from memory just rewrote the entire thing. It took me like twenty, thirty <laughs> minutes and then I just handed in my paper and just went home. <laughs> That's awful. <laughs> that is the most autistic thing you've ever done. <laughs> no. Yeah, it is. It's pretty autistic. Imagine that. My mum was a um my mum was a GCSE marker and she would always rip the piss out of like hilarious things like that. And I can just imagine some fella sat there going, Dear examiner, you may stop reading this and just fucking wetting himself. <laughs> I like to think I've made someone's day. You definitely did trust. They were the best ones that my mum would mark. So trust me, you you made someone's day there. I've got a little game for us all to play. So the game is we all make our very own creepypasta line by line. We each go in turns line by line. We're going to take it in turns to say each line. And we're going to make something really scary for you listeners out there. I'm ready. God, now I have to actually think of an opening line. It was a sunny day. And I was just coming home from school. I was scrolling through TikTok. When all of a sudden, a video piqued my interest. The video read, free Minecraft skins. (laughs) (laughs) I said, gee whiz. (laughs) This looks good. I clicked it eagerly. There were Minecraft skins, but these skins were not like any skins I had ever seen before. They weren't pixelated. They were real. They looked like a real person's skin. Like, just just the skin, nothing else. And then I realised one of the skins was me. I quickly put my phone down and turned around in shock. And all of a sudden, I saw my dad and he, he had <laughs> <laughs> oh, no 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 just gonna give me a spanking Mini, go again so i turned around and i saw my twin brother who was separated from me at birth but i instantly recognized it was him somehow because it looked exactly like me except not exactly like me because my twin brother billy was covered drenched in thick red oozing slime (laughs) (laughs) he whispered to me why don't you join me dear brother join me in minecraft and then i did (laughs) and he said the scariest thing that anyone could say and he grabbed my hand and he looked me in the eye and he said let's dig straight down together (laughs) and then me and Billy fell down the hole to the big mine in the sky where there was diamonds and we got married and lived happily ever after (laughs) 
where Sonichu married us. <laughs> and Christian was best man at my wedding. <laughs> all my friends were there. Bart, Sonic, Squidward suicided. Like for realistic death. <laughs> then I woke up. I woke up in my bed. <laughs> and it was it was a bright sunny morning and I was I was drenched in sweat. I had a knock on the door. Timmy? You alright in there? It was my uncle E. Oh, for goodness sake, right. <laughs> That's the end of Let's Make Our Own Creepypasta. We've still got to listen to fucking Michael's drivel. Alright, good stuff, boys. Good stuff. <laughs> Patreon, link in the description. <laughs> no one is paying for that. That goes out for free at best. Uh, okay, I think that's enough. Uh, I'd love to hear what you have to say, Michael. Okie dokie. Well, I also did not know off by heart any creepypastas until I started researching this. And then I realised I did actually know quite a lot of them through... I had a friend when I was younger who was a massive creepypasta nerd and tried to make me listen to all of this bollocks. And his name was Vinny. That was me. But Vinny's dead I, now. <laughs> Vinny one day is I dead. turned around and he was... <laughs> his hyper-realistic face was covered in blood. No. <laughs> so I actually recognised quite a lot of them, like suicidemouse.exe and all this stuff. But it was quite... It, it took me quite a long time, actually, to pick one that resonated with me because I am a massive sceptic and I don't particularly enjoy ones where it's like, it's just clearly nonsense. Like, oh, I was, it's a story of, oh, I, you know, I was at Disneyland and one day one of the people took me into a secret room and, oh, Mickey Mouse was there and he covered in blood blah, and i'm also, oh, that's, that's just you know it's unrealistic for me and michael because our parents couldn't afford us saying us to disneyland <laughs> well, exactly yeah <laughs> and even like you know even like i like i really liked yours said but like dead bart doesn't resonate with me at all either it's so far-fetched there's zero fact in that whatsoever it's not like a scary story that's been embellished it's just somebody has just made up his fan fiction and then i saw one that i thought oh i might do this one but I didn't for the same reasons as that's just embellished. I quite, but I quite like these ones. So I saw that there was a Godzilla creepypasta where it's all about a kid who was playing a game of Godzilla on the NES and all of a sudden his game starts glitching. I know out that one. A, a super scary Godzilla's on there and he's got to beat the game. And blah, there's blah, a whole, blah, there's whole he, like video evidence, like video footage to the whole thing as well. It's really cool. Well, it's, yeah, it's all fake, obviously. Video evidence, but. Well, yeah, obviously. Obviously, creepypastas are fake. I'm just, <laughs> why do you think they're not supposed to be real? Well, they're supposed to, like, kind of grip you in and. I know they're not supposed to be real, but they don't grip me if they're not based in any fact whatsoever. I think you have autism. One. I'm just going to put out that. <laughs> <laughs> that was not factual. <laughs> it's not real. Then I found one which actually does have and is based in some fact. I would say there's more fact than fiction in this creepypasta that I've picked. That's a bold statement. Genuinely, I think if you add it up, I think there's more fact than fiction in this creepypasta. And it's called Lavender Town Syndrome. Now, if you don't know what Lavender Town is, Lavender Town is a place, a town in the Pokemon game, the very first Pokemon games, red, green and blue particularly red and green which were released in japan green was never released in europe or the u.s that was released as blue uh, a few years later so in 1996 the very first pokemon games were released red and green and in that game there is a place called lavender town now pokemon we've all played lots of pokemon games i imagine they're kids games 
they're completely kids games they're centered around a little 10 year old boy running around fighting pocket monsters and it's all lovey-dovey hilarious kiddie hijinks but lavender town in the game is a bit weird because it centers around the storyline in the game all about death and this is fact this is none of this is embellished this is all just true you played it i played it as a child you go into a cemetery this tower where there's gravestones everywhere and there's blind mystics and it's all about dead pokemon this is where pokemon go to die and there's ghosts and stuff like that and lavender town in the first games is the only place ever in any pokemon game or anything to do with pokemon where death is even mentioned because it's a child's game they generally in children's games and stuff like that they don't mention the actual death of something pokemon don't actually die they faint you take them to the pokemon center and you revive them so it's a bit of a weird mood shift to go to this place where the Pokemon that you love, the little cute creatures, are actually dead. It is bizarre, and it do- it is strange when you're playing it. You're like, oh, what do you mean they're dead? They don't die when I just lost that battle. I took them to Pokemon Center and they're fine. But in the Pokemon Tower, in Lavender Town specifically, they are dead. Well, also, um, sorry to break your train of thought, but wasn't it uh, Cubone, the Pokemon Cubone from Generation 1, mm. which is, you know, Pokemon yeah. Red and Green? The whole Pokedex entry and the whole idea about Cubone is he wears the he or she wears the skull of their Marowak mother, right? Isn't that the whole thing? Yeah, the dead mother of the Pokemon. They're wearing the dead skull bones. They're the Love only Pokemon mother, that have yeah. like bones involved in their like design and stuff. Which is again, it's all fact. It's all there. It was done on purpose. That's fucking well creepy. It is a bit creepy for a little kids game. Yeah, it is creepy. Yeah. But the creepiest thing about Lavender Town isn't the undertones of death and stuff like that. It's the music. The music that plays is very unsettling. Even as a child, I remember thinking it was a bit of a spooky song. And you can listen to it now. Editor, play it now. And it's spooky for a reason. And this is, again, fact. It's scientifically spooky. It uses binaural beats. These are beats or tones where they play two separate different frequencies in either ear. And what happens is your brain makes up a third frequency and it plays like a, it's like a binaural tone. It create, can create a spooky atmosphere. It's a little bit pseudoscience-y, but it's used in therapy sometimes to treat anxiety, it can help with sleep problems and stuff like that. It's usually like a remedy. It's used in like... It's like meditation music. Yeah, meditation is often used in music. And it was done on purpose. The music is eerie on purpose because it, the Pokemon company experimented with this binaural beats and these weird tones deliberately for the Lavender Town music. Again, this is all fact. Like I said, most of this creepypasta is fact. Now here's where it starts to get a bit freakier. Supposedly in the music as well, and we would never know this, because we're too old now. But there are some tones and some tunes and some certain frequencies that adult ears cannot hear. Only children's ears can hear. And this is all true as well. And supposedly in the original Japan release of these games, there were some of these really high-pitched tones as they were experimenting with this music in the Lavender Town score or theme song or whatever you want to call it, that only children could hear. 
And supposedly in Japan, the impact of this music caused several hundred children to commit suicide. Now, some children experienced headaches, some children experienced irrational behaviour, but apparently some children in Japan did commit suicide because of this eerie and unsettling music. Now, clearly, bollocks. But this is where I think it gets actually even creepier. And there's two reasons. Reason number one, music and sound and everything else, just like we've said, certain children can hear certain pictures of noise and stuff like that. Music is actually used in torture by the CIA, by lots of people in interrogation, and audio torture is a real thing. It can really unsettle people, and it can make people go mental. Like, it can make you crazy. So I don't think... It's it's not unplausible that if you played a certain type of music in a kid's game, you would send kids a bit doolally. That is, you know, it's a pretty reasonable jump to make. And the second thing that I think makes it even freakier is that this is not Pokemon's first offence of affecting children in a bizarre way. And their first offence, or sorry, this would have been their first offence, the Lavender Sound music, their second offence is actually documented and is true. In 1997, in the anime, I think it was like episode 38 or something, there was an episode of Pokemon where they fight in a computer, like a computerised Pokemon called Porygon, and Pikachu hits him with a thunderbolt, and for about 12 seconds, there's a large strobe effect of red and blue light. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and what happened was, in Japan, this actually gave several hundred children, or the number that people speculated was tens of thousands, but the, pr- the real number is probably just about 600, seizures. It really gave children seizures. Because of this strobe effect. Yeah, it was a real phenomenon. It was exacerbated a little bit by mass hysteria, but it really did happen. And Pokemon was pulled off the air in Japan for four months while they investigated it. And you can still watch that video on YouTube because I watched it today and it is weird. It is just like like mega strobe effect, red and blue. And it even, it it's like hurts your eyes. It's really weird to watch. So... They have a bit of a track record with this in experimenting in weird ways, and there is documented evidence that they affected children with their weird techniques that they did in Japan in the late 1990s. Now, can you leave the page turning in so that can you edit that, please? I <laughs> love, leave the, I page love the long in. pause, page turn, page turn, long pause. <laughs> so, yeah. There are two big reasons why what is complete fact, the jump from the fact to the fiction, i.e. the children killing themselves, I don't think it sounds bigger than it is. Do you know what I mean? Like It sounds completely ridiculous. But there are little snippets in there that make that jump, They like little s- tiny stepping stones of logic. And I think another logic stepping stone that you could add is the fact that binaural Beats are genuinely used in treating therapy, and whether you believe in that or not is, you know, subjective, but it does help some people, and people have genuine results from it. And I think an experimental version of that, which is true, they really did experiment with it in the game, mixed with Pokemon's track record of affecting children, which is true as well, I think the jump between helping people sleep 
and making children sleep forever is not that great. Oh. And that is why I love this creepypasta. Because when I and when I read it, I was I was like it was like a nostalgia trip as well. And when I listened to the Lavender Town music, I was like, oh my god, I remember being like ten years old and playing this game and being like younger than ten years old as well, and being like, it's such a weird mood shift. The music is drastically different to anywhere else in the game. And it is fact, like it whether it killed children or not, it is drastically different. It's really bizarre. The mood change in storyline is also just as weird. Like, just like two seconds ago, you're just running through a cave that you need to, like, light up with a special Flash Pokemon, and, you know, you're battling gym leaders who are water gym leaders, and it's all kids, and it's all a big laugh. And then all of a sudden, someone's asking you to go into a spooky haunted tower to dispel the ghost of a dead Pokemon's mother and all this death stuff. And it's a really weird mood shift, and it never gets mentioned again. And it's never been done again in a Pokemon game since. And also, another point that I've literally just remembered, the Lavender Town music was changed in every single game where Lavender Town appears after Red and Green. The original music was only ever used once, and then it was changed to be much more upbeat, much less eerie, much less creepy. They didn't use the binaural beats anymore, because it's very unsettling. Whether it kills children or not, it's very unsettling. Now, I think it would probably be... I don't know, it's probably not that difficult, but it might be difficult to prove whether, like, a big spike... It claims, like, 200 children killed themselves, and Japan's a pretty populous place. I think... I don't know how difficult it would be to prove it wrong, but there's a lot of fact there. Like I said, 80%, 90% of this creepypasta is just pure fact. It's just the game exists, you can go and play it, you can go and see it all. It's right there, it's all documented. It's the conclusion that is potentially fiction. And I think the logical jumps to make to that fictional conclusion are aided by logic and fact. And that's why I love it. And we've experienced it, and it's real. Like, we, no one experienced watching a lost episode of fucking Bart because it doesn't actually exist. It's all fan fiction. This wrote itself, you didn't have to write it, really, because it's all there. I would say, to counter yours, because I feel like you've been a little bit bashed. <laughs> I would say that... <laughs> This is maybe a bit um bit real, but there is a massive culture in Korea, Japan and China, but specifically Japan in this instance, of blaming societal problems on specific things. So I would almost certainly imagine that if there was a way of blaming child suicide on something, people would have done it. Mm. Like, I don't disagree that people in Japan and probably there was. I bet if you look it up, there'll be some official who's like, those kids didn't kill themselves because we have a culture of pushing kids really hard and making them feel inadequate if they don't succeed. It's because of Lavender Town. Like, they love that shit. Yeah, yeah. Like, anytime there's a fucking murderer, they just trawl through their fucking emails until they can find that one time they smoked a bit of weed. They're like, this is it. This is the cause. Yeah. And, like, I bet they did the same thing. I bet that's where it comes from, is that, like, there was a spike in child suicide, and they were like, probably it's Lavender Town. Probably just Pokemon. That's true. That could be true. I don't want to, like, influence Vinny's decision, but one of them is, like, a fun little, you know, maybe, like, a sort of a pretend Easter egg, and the other one was used by the Japanese government to cover up child suicide. Well, I don't know if... I didn't... I don't know if there's actually necessarily any, like fact in that suicide rates did actually jump up 
what I'm saying is it just they sounds, could have done. It just sounds like you're profiting from child suicide. <laughs> it sounds like you think <laughs> kids killing themselves is a good thing. <laughs> that's not what I'm saying. No, but no, I, I don't think that's what you're saying with your words, but it's what you're with saying your with your actions. You, know? <laughs> you think that kids killing themselves is fun. No, I don't. Well, no, you objectively do. That's what you just said. Seb, I can feel this victory slipping away from your fingers and you're trying everything you can to discredit me. But just so you know, tonight when you sleep, a hyper-realistic version of SpongeBob is going to get you. It's going to get you. It's going to be the last episode of SpongeBob at the same time. <laughs> Someone do the SpongeBob laugh. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> to go back onto the Lavenstown syndrome thing, what you were saying about like when they changed the music, it's half true what you said. So in the remakes, Fire Red and Leaf Green, they changed it in the sense that they just updated it. I've just given both of them a listen through and it is literally just the same, but in made in 2005 uh, with like just nicer sounding synths and stuff. And I'd say like it's maybe a little less creepy just in the sense that I think older music just has a bit more of a creepy yeah. vibe to it. It's more lo-fi. But what you said about like, yeah, they did change it because in Gen 2, when you can go in, in Pokemon Crystal and Sapphire and Gold, Silver, Gold and Silver and Crystal in the next games, the sequels in Gen 2, you can go back to Kanto, which is the original region in Pokemon Red, Blue and Green. And you can go back to Lavender Town and they've completely changed up what Lavender Town is. It's like the music in there is like really groovy. It's really dance. It's really like boppy. And what they did was in the game, they changed the Lavender Town like cemetery tower to be a radio tower and it became like you know the a much more bopping place basically rather than like about doom and gloom and death and all that stuff and i yeah there's there's no real mention of death or anything. i i do i do actually believe that that is a response to people being like yeah lavender town's really fucking creepy it's such a hot like a weird mood shift in this like kid children's video game i do fully believe that they changed it because you know it is they've realized they might have gone a bit too far with the whole doom gloom dread death and all that good stuff i feel like it reflects highly on michael's fear of being cancelled that his idea of a creepy pasta is effectively just a pr misstep <laughs> 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 yeah pretty much mm, maybe <laughs> and then they found a tweet where he said Oh. <laughs> oh god that is scary Sam. kids killed themselves after that <laughs> but yeah to go back on what you were saying about the whole thing about well, the lavender town syndrome um i think you did a good job i fucking love the lavender town syndrome creepypasta it was in fact the very first creepypasta i ever heard was lavender town syndrome and it, i remember actually fully 1000 percent believing it not even like half believing it like fully believing it when i was like 14 or 15 at the time because it's you've played pokemon a shit ton as have i and lavender town is so creepy the music is so unsettling like i said yeah yeah the logical it's a creepy stepping place. stones you have to make aren't that big yeah i honestly yeah like um i think you missed out a bit i'm pretty sure this is lavender town syndrome where there's a bit like where you look at the the music in a special program where you can see like the sort of like the image of the the sound waves and at like the the, the very end is like unknown like written in whatever yeah i did read about that but that just like contradicted my point because yeah it was like that part of it was like yeah complete fan fiction and i wanted to sort of look at what was real and see if i could make the jump to potentially believing in the the effect of it really 
For the biggest creepypasta nerd in the entire world, the biggest creepypasta nerd that I know of, 100,000%. I don't know anybody even knows what creepypasta is. I imagine this is a pretty difficult decision. I mean, it's even more difficult when Michael's gagging so hard on your car. <laughs> I'm not gagging on his car. <laughs> <laughs> He's crazy. Oh, Vinny, you're so, you're so knowledgeable about creepypasta. Oh, we played Pokemon it's... when we were kids. Well, I didn't have any friends when I was a kid, so you can fuck off. Seb, none of this is a compliment to him. Trust me. <laughs> I didn't have a TV. I didn't have a fucking Game Boy. And you can all suck a cock. Oh, when we were friends as children. So, okay. So yeah, I was late to the party. We're colleagues, remember? <laughs> so, on one hand, I you have Dead Bart, which is maybe the most famous or second most famous, like, lost episode creepypasta of all time. What would you say is the most famous? Maybe Squidward's Suicide? Yeah, that's probably true, actually. Yeah, you're right. Your point of why you think it's the goat is that the community around Creepypasta, the Creepypasta community at large, people, devoted fans, literally spent hours of their hard-earned time just making, like, recreating the episode using old Simpsons clips, almost from scratch, basically, and... The whole idea that it's LARPed you into believing it. And, uh, you know, it LARPed me into believing it as well at the time. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, like, I, I feel like for me, it's like a creepypasta is not about necessarily the quality of the source material. It's the quality of how hard people can LARP it. Okay. And then on the other hand, you have Lavender Town Syndrome, which is based off of the very real Lavender Town in Pokemon red green and blue which like everyone who's played that game as a kid will admit it's definitely a creepy as fuck place and it sticks out like a sore thumb because of how weirdly creepy it is in this game full of technicolor animals that breathe fire and just faint and then you you know death is never mentioned until this one specific area and then it's never mentioned again afterwards it's 100 percent real i'm pretty sure i remember looking up trying to look up the whole suicide stuff and i think it is completely bollocks <laughs> um, <laughs> just to burst your bubble a little bit <laughs> but it could happen you could play sounds and people could put, kill themselves potentially yeah but it's a creepy pasta based off of a real creepy thing and that's where its strength lies and again i did i to be, i didn't even lap the shit out of it when i first heard it. i i just fully believed it i'm not gonna lie i guess the thing is it comes down to whether it's about the pasta or the sauce nice Right, I'm off. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was a good part. That was a really nah, clever Fair part. enough. There, yeah, you can have that. I'll give you that one. That was good. <laughs> Fuck's sake, Seb. Fuck's sake. <laughs> I'm never going to not remember that now. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Vinny, stop stalling. Oh, fucking hell, this is hard. Uh, <laughs> he looks genuine. Genuinely, he looks like he's like deciding between which one of his children he's going to throw off a bridge. This is like Sophie's Choice before autistic people. Yeah, that's what... Yes. Yes. You fit the nail on the head this there, mate. This Sophie Choice. <laughs> that's the best thing you've ever said, mate. <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. I have made up my mind. And I'm going to crown Lavender Town Syndrome oh, as the goat. Ed, that was very hard. I'm, I mean, honestly, yeah, you could literally... It's funny, one of the patrons, Seb, he was t- telling me about this. He was saying, 
it'd be funny if we made like a bingo card of like all these th- phrases and things we said and one of the like most common one is just like that was a really hard decision it could have gone either way <laughs> um but it's true it really is true like honestly i it could go either way with that i think they're both fantastic creepypastas like classic creepypastas when i think of classics i think those two do come to mind for like video games lavender sounds and trimmers at top of the list along with like fucking hero brian and ben drowned as well and lost episodes it's squidward suicide and dead bar and i remember being very creeped out by dead bar as a kid but i think what it takes it for me is they both have this element of it could be real and a lot of LARPing around it. But I just think the fact that Lavender Town Syndrome also comes from a very real place of a lot of people genuinely having the spooks and the creeps. And I do remember being a bit creeped out by Lavender Town as a kid. And that kind of adds to it, I think. Um, but yeah, enjoy your victory. Yeah, well done, Michael. Just goes to show what can happen if you actually put the effort in, eh? <laughs> <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's where I don't quite know about the thing, to be honest. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, if I yeah. know about the thing, I've got, I've got my heart set. On a dumb answer. <laughs> no, no, I'm not on a dumb answer. I'm just... Like meatload. I'm a very, I'm very passionate man. And about I, meatload? I like the things that I like, and meatload and gambled are things that I like. But this one was quite good, because I like Pokemon, and I didn't like creepypastas, and I found a middle ground, and it was cool. I like it. But I did enjoy your Seb, even though I don't believe in those things at all. I like, again, it might be fun to laugh about, you know, all these weird lost episodes and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? I appreciate. And also, I really do appreciate creepiness in video games. I think there's something lost in games now because there's enough processing power to completely fill out games. Whereas games from the late 90s and early 2000s feel really empty in a really creepy way. Mm. And I think Mm. Pokemon has a bit of that. Even when it's not Lavender Town, there's like not quite enough people in the world. And everything feels a little bit like, you know, like if you walked into a house and someone was just like, hi, I've been waiting for you. Yeah. And they were the only person there. That would creep you out. And there's an element of that in all it's uncanny exactly that that's such that's exactly what i'm looking for Vinny. it's uncanny it's like when you play i don't know if you've ever done this but have you ever accidentally gone into a call of duty map or a csgo map or a first person shooter or anything like that and there's no one else in it yeah it's weird and it's just you yeah and you're just walking around on your own it's so creepy Mm. yeah it's creepy there's like a Gmod map which uses the same engine as a CS and um, it's renowned for being really fucking creepy when you're on your own because it's like a big town, but there's no people, no NPCs. And obviously if you load in just by yourself, you, you're alone in it. But you can still hear like very quietly, like cars buzzing around, people walking around. And it just adds to that uncanny feeling. Yeah, no, there's nothing quite like going on a map that you've played a thousand times with your mates and there's nobody there. Mm. It is creepy. Yeah agree yeah yeah like you were saying about like how uh games have sort of lost that um that creepiness factor and i think also what adds to that is just that like games are so like everything's so documented now and there's like the internet forums where you you will know every inch of a game and people will go into the code and they'll tell you all the tiny little things that you never would have known devs you know will answer your questions on twitter whereas back in those days people would just shit out a game you don't know where the fuck it came from because you're 10 years old 
Like it could have came, it's magic as far as you're concerned. And you're just like on your own and you're just exploring these things. And your mate tells you a myth like, oh, mate, you know, you can unlock Luigi in Mario 64. And you're like, how the fuck do I do that? Or like you can unlock Sonic in Smash Bros. Melee. Like what? That's insane. And there's like fake pictures of like Sonic battling out with Mario. And you're like, oh my God, that's insane. Where is he? But it's like, it's obviously all bullshit now that you're older and you have the internet, which then clarifies all of that. But yeah. Uh... Next episode is episode 20. It's going to be a really good one. It's so good that we still don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's a surprise. It's a surprise even to us. <laughs> yeah, remember, if you didn't like listening to the ads that were plastered through this, go and become a fucking patron. Give us a fiver and we'll love you forever. Stickers as well. They will be here this week and I will be posting on Instagram when they arrive, what they look like and everything else so if you want one of those and you want to listen to the back catalogue of goat episodes ad free even more reason to get onto the patreon wicked all right then i'm gonna go and have something to eat enjoy enjoy your spooky pasta mate it's probably gonna be rat poison This has been a really creepy episode, actually. I'm not really sure what, how I'm going to get to sleep tonight. Yeah, I keep looking at, like, the yeah. dark area in Ooh. the corner. I see you like, ooh, ooh. is that a little girl in there? <laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.